You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast, or if you're new to our podcast, welcome. We are so honored that you are taking time out of your day to be here with me today. You are listening to episode 96, How I Create Focus Days. So I don't know about you, but have you ever had a time where you felt just overwhelmed? I'm raising my hand. <laughs> what about times when you feel like you've got that long to-do list and you're constantly like checking things off and marking things off? And at the end of the day, you're just, I mean, you're just tired. You're exhausted. You fall into bed and you think, I don't, did I accomplish anything today? Like you just don't feel like you got anything done, but you know you were busy, right? You were busy, but did I really move the needle? Did I do anything? And again, hand raised high on that one because it happens. And if you have ever been guilty of this one, have you ever had a to-do list and then realized something else needed to be done and you did it and then you went back to your to-do list and you wrote it down and then you crossed it off? (laughs) Yeah, I've done that one too. Well, these days I try to work more efficiently and I try to think about What do I want my ideal day, my ideal week to look like? And one of the reasons that this this area has always been very fascinating to me anyway, productivity. So you may be thinking, well, what does this have to do with dyslexia? Well, it has a lot to do with dyslexia because you are the mom raising dyslexic children who every day looks different sometimes, right, for you as far as being a parent. Every day is unpredictable, right, as far as what level of support you may need to provide, especially at the beginning. So it is so essential that we create days of focus. And so let me tell you a little bit about this. So I really like this. um, A lot of people call it uh, batching. Uh, I listened to someone recently on a podcast that talked about theme days. And so I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But I want you to hang tight because if you've ever if you've ever been in a situation where you worked, 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 and you didn't feel like you accomplished anything, or you right now feel overwhelmed and can't get it all done, this is the episode for you. So let's jump right in. I think about focus and theme days for all moms. It doesn't matter if you, what you're, where you are in the season of your life, right? Like if you're just figuring out this dyslexia piece, but maybe you've got a high schooler or maybe another mom has, you know, a fourth grader, or maybe your kids are getting ready to go off to college or you have kids in college. It doesn't matter. I like to call those seasons, like kind of what season of life are you in? Are you still raising kids? Probably so, or you wouldn't be listening to the podcast. 
But in addition to that, when we are moms, there are just so many balls in the air, right? Like we're always worried we're going to drop a ball and it's going to be glass and it's going to shatter everywhere. We have many hats that we wear throughout the day, sometimes multiple day, multiple times in an hour even. And our plates are full. I mean, they are just full. They are overflowing. And many days we just fall into bed dog tired, right? And the next thing we know, it's time to get up. You'll love this story. So recently, I was having a dream, and it was really funny because it was it was my my job a, a couple years ago. It's not my current job, and one of my coworkers, his alarm was going off in his office, and it was his alarm to wake up. And I was like, "Why is his alarm go?" I mean, this felt so real, right? I kept thinking, "Why is his alarm going off?" And then I realized it was my alarm. I had put my phone over on the dresser to get it further away from me at night. And because I just, I I could work 24-7. So I put it over on the dresser and I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, it felt so real. So I say that to say, I get it. I mean, there are nights that we finally get to sleep and immediately it's time to get up, right? Well, One of the things I had to do, well, first of all, I love productivity and hacks and tips and whatever. And for many years, I thought, I'm a multitasker. I can do multiple things. And I really kind of wore that as a badge of honor, actually. I'm very type A, and I'm like, I got all this stuff done. But then I realized the more and more I studied and the more I learned from people who were successful, the more I learned that all those distractions and all those interruptions takes amount of time to get back focused and so what I really needed was focused time and and so I really needed dedicated time now that might be a 10 minute chunk it may be an hour chunk most people when they talk about batching uh, they talk about like a 30 minute um, block of time but but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment but when I thought about how can I be more efficient how can I actually feel better about what I'm doing and I'm not just you know marking off or checking off a to-do list and I can remember one time I actually was like oh I forgot to put that on my list so I went ahead and did whatever the task was and I came back and I wrote it on my list my to-do list and then marked it off yes that actually happened has anyone done that before you know because at the time I thought oh I've got you know I'd have a list of to-do's Now, though, I use what's called the full focus planner, and I actually have three priorities a day. So three things I'm going to tackle that are like priority non-negotiable. So I do work full time as a civil rights attorney. I do run a podcast. I do run a business. I obviously have a a daughter that I'm raising that's in fifth grade. I have, uh, uh, you know, just multiple other responsibilities in my life, as I'm sure you do as well. I had to figure out some way to make all this work where it wasn't constantly that I felt like I was behind, right? I constantly felt behind. So I started uh, following a couple entrepreneurs that do these, uh, they call it like batching their day. And like I said, recently someone had said they do theme days. So it doesn't, you know, you can use it in all season of your life, but you can also use it no matter what your life looks like. So for example, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you could batch or have theme days or focus days. Let's say that Monday... You're going to sit down and spend, you know, you've, of course you put in your time, you know, taking kids to school and picking kids up and going to soccer and all those things. But in the, in the time of your calendar where you can block your time, there's time blocking and then you batch stuff. So when you batch something, it's just doing things that are similar. So 
I don't know about you, but I'm bad about starting something on one part of my house. And then the next thing I know, I'm in the laundry room. And then the next thing I know, I'm starting to unload the dishwasher. And then 10 minutes later, I go in the the living room to answer a question for my daughter. And then I end up, you know, folding blankets or whatever. So, but we're, you know, we're, we're working in different locations or whatever, but it's not always the most effective use of our time. And that's when we literally just fall in the bed thinking, did I get anything done today? So on those batching days are on those time blocks. And, and most people say time blocks are best done in like 30 minutes. Some people do an hour, but they really, you know, a lot of the research says that you have to have mind breaks to help you. I do use a focus app sometimes and it helps. It'll be like a 25 minute block and then a five minute break and then a 25 minute block and a five, ble- a five minute break. And I believe on the fourth 25 minute, then I think it gives you a longer Yeah, it gives you a longer break, like another like 20 minutes or so. That helps uh, to use that app. That helps me to just once I decide what I'm going to do, then I'm able to use that app to kind of keep me on time. So going back to the blocking though. So let's say you look at your calendar for the week and you kind of block out what you're going to do. So you do like items together. So let's say you're, let's say you work outside the home and you need to check emails. You may say from eight to nine, I'm going to check emails from, you know, 10 to 12. I'm going to, you know, work on a project at home. It may be, you know, I'm going to Monday is going to be you know, laundry day, Wednesday is going to be laundry day, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays is going to be, you know, meal prep days, or, you know, maybe Monday is money Monday. And so you're you're batching out and blocking out time to look at your finances and look at your budget. And so but then some people will use them like different theme days. Like for me, it might be a day that I record the podcast. Like today, I recorded so far three podcasts. And so today's my recording day. So I would do a block and do my recording all at one time. And then I would do my social media and my writing on a different day. But you could do that with any job, right? Like you can kind of batch out and block out what you're doing. And by doing that, what you're able to do is then um, you can use some type of planner. It can be, you know, however you best work. You might like a Google planner, you like something online. I did that for a number of years. I do have an Outlook calendar that I use at work. But I also have the full focus planner, by Michael Hyatt. I've talked about that before. I'll, I'll put that in the show notes at dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode 96. That's nine six. I will put that in the show notes if you want to link to that to check that out. I also have a special promotion with them uh, if you want to check that out. I love the full focus planner because I can plan out my, my, my annual goals and then I can plan out just each quarter And it has a monthly calendar and a weekly calendar. But what I love about the daily part of it is it lets me set three priorities for the day. Yes, of course, you can write in other things. And yes, of course, I do that. But it helps me focus on just the three priorities for the day. And if I don't get it done, I can do a little arrow and it points it and I just take it over to the next day. I have found that that really helps. And a lot of the research I've done says that's a better way for us to work our day as opposed to literally just doing to-do lists or doing sticky notes because you feel like you're constantly putting out fires and you're constantly switching back and forth. That may be the season you're in because I do have some friends that have children at all different ages, some that are really small and some that are older in elementary school. And, you know, you would have to block your days in smaller increments. So it may be that you only you only um, you only block in a 30 minute or a 20 minute time. Right. So you're maybe, you know, I'm going to 
you know, Tuesday's going to be laundry Tuesday and I'm going to get everything together. And then Wednesday is going to be fold Wednesday or whatever. And so you're kind of blocking out some of your time, but you know, it during that focus time, that's what you're going to get done. Right. So it gives you focus on specifically on what it is that your task at hand. And I, again, am very type A. And so it really does help me prioritize and organize around uh, my goals. And so I can look at, you know, what are the three things today that is going to move the needle? And it may be for you that, you know, one of yours may be get everybody to school on time, right? Maybe that's an area that you really work on at home. And so if you feel like you're constantly late getting kids to school every day or late getting to work, then what are the three things you can do to help yourself achieve that? So maybe one of your, maybe this quarter, one of your goals is, you know, to, um, you know, get, get, get everyone out the door on time, improve that, you know, from three days a week to five days a week, like very specific, smart, well, they call them smart goals. So they're specific, measurable, attainable. You, you've got to be able and realistic, uh, they've got to be time bound. That's kind of what the SMART goal is in a nutshell. So when you think about even a goal like that, when you think about what can I do today, then it might be tonight I'm going to set out everybody's clothes. I'm going to have the kids pack their backpacks with their homework and sit them at the back door. I'm going to set three timers for, you know, one's a wake up, one's a backup wake up, one is a get dressed put your contacts in, like you could do different timers for different kids or different things that need to get done in the morning. That though helps you meet your personal goal of getting everybody out on the out of the door on time in the morning. Now, maybe that's not what your issue is. Maybe there's a different issue. Maybe not everybody's getting to sleep in time in the evenings to be able to get up in the morning. And if that's the case, then you're going to have a different goal, right? It's going to be inching back that sleep, that bedtime every night and helping your kids get on a sleeping a bed, bedtime routine. I wanted to give you some examples, though, so you could see how that works. You know, at work, if you're blocking, like if you're working on a project, then you can block out your days for those. But what you want to do is align those with your actual goals. And so I know we're, we're in 2022. Oh my goodness, it's hard to believe we're here already. You may have made New Year's resolutions. I don't do that anymore. I do more of like, I think about a word for the year. And I think about like someone recently, I'm trying to think I was, who, who was it said, I think her word was serve. That was going to be her word for the year. Somebody else said uh, reflection, like just different words that help you kind of get a good mindset around what you want your year to be. So some people do a word of the year. I really like that. But I also set annual goals and I set those personally and professionally. And then I, through the full focus planner, I'm able to go back for my, my, year, my year goal and look at what do I need to do in quarter one? What do I need to do in quarter two? And this even relates to like the podcast, finances, paying for school. Like I have some very specific goals. And then once I have those, I'm able to go and look at how can I meet that goal? And let's say I'm working on two goals this quarter. Then I look at how to meet those goals. And how I do that many times is, you know, let's say I want to... Um, let's say a goal could be that you want to pay off 25% of your debt. 
then you could block, you know, money, money management or money planning time and, you know, block 30 minutes, an hour, you know, whatever works with your, your current, um, bandwidth, right? Like if you have little kids at home or your kids at school during the day, are you working? Do you have a lunch break? Do you work, you know, do you work on things, personal and professional things after everybody goes to bed? Do you do it early in the morning? So you would set your calendar up. And I like a hard copy calendar now because I love to physically write things out and mark on, you know, just physically write things. And some of the research I've read has said you know, that the art, the the actual action of writing stimulates our brains as opposed to typing it in a, in a, like a desktop or a laptop or your phone, even into your Google calendar, for example, you could use both if you wanted to. I love the full focus planner though, because I can plan out my year and then plan out each quarter. I get a different book every quarter and then I can really focus in on what do I need to accomplish. But the more I thought about focus days, you could call it a focus day, a theme day, what you're really doing is you're blocking your time and you're batching your work. And again, that work can look any way. It can be professional. It can be personal. It can be maybe your goal is you want to block time to um, maybe you're going to run a marathon. And so you want to block time on your calendar every day and every week for training, right? Like it can be, it can be anything like this system of focus days works for anything, but the blocking of your time will work no matter what your theme days are. So if you say, you know, my season of life wouldn't work for me to do like you're doing, Nicole, like you're, you're recording your podcast on one day, you're writing your social on one day, your social content, you're, you know, another day you're writing the podcast show notes, like that, like that's all you're doing on those days you're writing or you're recording or you're interviewing. Maybe you have multiple things you could do in a day. So maybe instead of saying today is laundry day, although I don't know about you, but laundry for us could be several loads. So it might be a whole day, but it could be clean the house day, right? Or cleaning day. And so it could be organizing day. So it could be that you have certain days of the week that maybe you've got some projects you want to tackle at your house. Maybe you want to get that closet cleaned out or get those clothes out for consignment. You know, it could be anything that you need it to be. So I just challenge you to look at do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel like you you just you're falling into bed and you don't feel like you're getting anything accomplished? Well, it may be because you need to write it down. And it may be that you need to think about how can I block my time instead of running over here and doing 10 minutes of this and then 20 minutes of that and then running back to something else. And you feel like you're putting little fires out all day. Now, if you've got kids at home, little kids at home, that may be how you're functioning, right? That just may be your life. But you can still block some time in, let's say, they're taking naps. So maybe during nap time today and then tonight when your spouse gets home and you have some time, what is it that you want to get accomplished? You know, maybe it's reading Wednesday. So Wednesday is going to be your day to relax and read. Like I don't, whatever is your thing is what you need to think about. So what is it that you want to get accomplished? Or do you have any goals that you are wanting to accomplish personally or professionally? And if you haven't really thought about this yet, it's a great time to think about this. We're already, you know, getting into 2022 at this point. We're into February. It's a great time for you to really sit, sit and think about, okay, so let me kind of, you know, run this back and figure out, you know, what, if you want to do a word of the year, I think that's really cool. I think you could definitely do that. It's never too late to do that and kind of focus your, your energy that way. And then from there, you know, writing down, you know, here are maybe here are the activities like a, that you kind of group together your task that you have to get done. And then you could 
block those tasks and then batch them together. So they're like activities you do together is what batching is. And like I said, you can always do a focus day, a theme day. It could be, you know, we used to do fun Friday at our house. So when our daughter would get out of school, my mom would pick her up. They would go do something fun. They would do something together. Uh, it, you know, it, like I said, it could be money Monday, like whatever you want it to be, whatever you need it to be. But I would say, think about where you can put like items and tasks together. Think about what days of the week you feel like you're up to doing those things, right? Like I always try to get our laundry done on Thursdays because then that way I go into the weekend without having to worry about laundry. And then I just start a new come the beginning of the week. That might not work for you right? So you had to figure out what works for you. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this helped a little bit on just making things feel not so overwhelming. You know, you may have to, at this point in your life, you may be at a point where you need to have some focus days to make some school decisions or to block some time to really write down and think through, you know, what are the next steps for you and your family with, with dyslexia and remediation? You may be past that. Maybe you're at a point like we are, we're getting ready to transition to middle school. What does that look like? And I feel like I'm all the way back at first grade again. Like there's so many steps that I have to take, so much research I have to do, so many questions I have to ask. There's just so many steps. And so, you know, I could batch that in and block that into my time as well to have a school time, a school focused time where I'm thinking through those things. Um, You know, you can do it any way you want to. So be creative, but I challenge you to try it out. Try out batching and blocking some like tasks together Go ahead and write that down on your calendar or jot it down on a note, you know, Money Monday, Wednesday Laundry, whatever it might be. It might be Project Tuesday if you're at work. And I challenge you to try that. Try that for two weeks and then shoot me an email at Nicole at DyslexiaMomLife.com. Let me know. So I tried the focus days and let me know how it went. Or send me a DM on Instagram. That's also Dyslexia Mom Life there. And I would love to invite you into our Facebook community. We have a closed group called the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast Community. We have many of these wonderful listeners. Thank you for being in that podcast community where we share things that are going on as it relates to dyslexia or mom questions that we may have. We share updates on the podcast. If we run across a really good training, we're sharing that in there. And more importantly, we're, we're up, you know, we're, we're lifting everybody up and we are, you know, creating a a positive and a productive space to be in and to answer your questions. You're getting started and there are many people in there that are further along than you are on your dyslexia journey. And once you get to it, you know, down the road a little bit, there'll be someone new that comes in that needs some guidance that you can, you know, chime in and provide them support. Not required, of course, but it's always nice to be in a community where you can share with one another And, um, you know, have your own mom tribe. And so I love our community. I invite you to become a part of that community. You'll find us in the groups on Facebook. You will have to ask to be added to the group, but that's no problem. We can get that done rather quickly. And if you're new on the journey or you need some more dyslexia resources, go to our website at dyslexiamomlife.com. We also have our podcast episodes on there. So if you want to go back and look at the ones that you may want to, you know, uh, do a search for as far as maybe you're looking for sleep or anxiety or 
just a number of things that we have there. And that way you can have a kind of a place to get started. That's always helpful. And then, like I said a few minutes ago, reach out, connect. I would love to hear where you are on your journey. I would love to hear what you need. What do you need in 2022? What services do you need? What do you wish you could have found when you started the journey? Or maybe you're just now starting the journey and and you need something specific that you haven't found yet. I would love to know what that is. I would love to know how we can help. And the biggest compliment you could give us is as you're listening, if you find that you're really connecting with one of our episodes, I would love it. It would be the biggest compliment you could give us is to share that episode. You, all the podcast players will have a place where you can click an icon to share an episode. You could even share a whole podcast if you wanted to. Like a whole podcast show is what I mean. It's hard to describe uh, verbally, but when you look on, let's say you're listening to this one, there should be um, like an arrow key, a button. There should be something where you're able to see an icon that that would show that you can share it. The great thing about that is, I, you know, if I come across another podcast I really like that I want to share with someone or if someone asks about my podcast and I need to share it, I can text it to someone. I can email it to someone. I can share it in my Facebook group. I can, um, I think the only thing, I think if I wanted to share it to Instagram, I don't think I could do that. I think I would have to do a screenshot of my screen and then share that as a photo. I think that's what I would have to do. So you could do that too. And you can tag us if you want to. We're on all the platforms at Dyslexia Mom Life. You don't have to tag us. If you do, that's fine. That would be amazing. But to me, it's more about the sharing because if you think about dyslexia, if you've been around, you know, a minute, you have probably heard people say that one in five are said to be dyslexic. So if you think about your community, your Facebook community, your social community, wherever it is that you hang out and that you connect with people, even if that connection is through a shared text message or whatever that might be, one in five either has a child with dyslexia or has a child and doesn't know it yet. And by sharing this with them, you could really open their eyes to information that they need. So we would love to serve that way. We, we love providing uh, the podcast. And you know, again, that would be just the, um, you know, big compliment. We would so appreciate that. And we want to get the word out to more people. It, you know, it's sometimes hard to, to find something that you really resonate with. And so for you to, for you to speak up and say, yes, this is something of interest that I'm listening to, that really means a lot to your friends and family. And they'll listen to you for that. So thank you so much for being here today. Again, if you're new, welcome. And we are so glad to have everyone here along this journey with us. If you need anything, reach out and let us know. And remember, have a wonderful week and you got this.